0: Welcome to Inside Groove, the only motorsports show where super modifieds are king. Methanol is aromatic and the drivers carry their balls in a bag. Inside Groove is powered by IPC Indy, creating performance parts and solutions for the automotive, aerospace, and communications industries. Here's your host and fellow Superholic, RaceChaser Media's Tom Baker.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode forty-eight of the Inside Groove Supermodified podcast—the Dennis Lichty episode. I guess we could say I have not been able to find a single other forty-eight supermodified, other than other than all of the uh, drivers who drove for Ralph McLaughlin. Of course, Ralph's cars were always forty-eight. Um, they were the only two supermodifieds that my head would let me remember. And if I tried to name off all the drivers who drove for Ralph at one time or another, good grief, the list is endless. Uh, (laughs) I think half the field got the 48 at uh, one time or another, but we're going to get to that in due course here. First, I want to say welcome to all of you, and I also want to say thank you to the folks from J N S Paving, uh Skips Fish Fry, and uh of course uh Jeff West and his uh staff from IPC Indy Indie Performance Composites.com. We hope that you will support all of them and that each of you will take the time to send them a note and thank them for continuing to support this show as we close in on official year two, even though we're in the second season. Uh, This is only uh, episode 48, so we got about a month to go. So sometime next month, we're going to hit our second, um, if you want to consider 52 um, a year, because there's 52 weeks, Um, we'll hit our second year at the start of our second Inside Groove year in just uh, a month or so. Uh, My name is Tom Baker, for those of you who don't know me. Um, And I wanted to mention a couple of things before we get to the uh, 48 discussion and I do my best data dump uh, and try to hit. Um, I'll be lucky to get half of Ralph's drivers, probably, but because uh, I'm sure there were some at Isma shows that I don't even know about because I can go to them. But uh, we'll get that. We'll get there in a minute. I wanted to a, a couple of things. First of all, who are we going to have on the program today? Well, we have two guests. Uh, if you want to consider it that, I consider Camden proud to co-host. Um, but, uh, co-host, guest, whichever, it doesn't matter. Cam's on and, uh, Cam's got some news about Oswego. There are going to be cars on the track and hopefully there's going to be a race on the 4th of July, hopefully. Um, so we're going to talk to Cam about, uh, that and how the season's looking at this point and what the details are and all of that, give you all the, the latest news from the big O. And part of that news, unfortunately, uh, the bad news, is that on July 4th, um, we had scheduled uh, a Sport Mod race Jody London was promoting. Jody, of course, is the, uh, the man who promoted uh, the Dave London Memorial, in, obviously, for his dad. Uh, The Dave London Memorial uh, Superstock event, Classic Weekend last year, and that is on the schedule again this year. But uh, he also had, uh, I believe it's XMR, uh, had um, the Sport Mod group that was coming in, and uh, we are going to talk with him about uh, that show's been canceled. Um, But we're going to talk to him about it anyway because this was going to be a big, big show. Um, It kind of took on a life form of its own that even Jody – didn't necessarily expect, so it is on the schedule for 21, and we'll, um, we'll talk to him about that, and it's always fun to catch up with Jody anyway. He is a really solid promoter, um, so we will have news about that as well, um, and so those two are going to be on. Now, um, lap sponsorships for the Indy Summer Nationals. We still have plenty of laps available for next Saturday's Super Modified Race. The Midwest Super Series is putting it on. This is going to be a huge event. Otto Sitterly is going. We expect uh, probably three or four, I would say, from Oswego, or at least we hope. Um, There obviously is no race next Saturday at Oswego. There is uh, a practice, but there's no race and there are five practices prior to July 4th scheduled opening day. So hopefully a number of drivers will decide to make the trip to Indy. So we've got lap sponsorships available. They are $20 a piece except for what we call the fives. Lap 5, lap 10, lap 15, lap 20, lap 25, and lap 30. So basically the fives. Every, every fifth lap is a bonus lap. So it gives you an opportunity to, if you're a business or whatever, and you want to contribute a little more, um, again, there is a sheet on the Inside Groove Facebook page, and I think I shared it in all the Super Modified groups as well on Facebook. So go there. All the information is there. Um, The email to send your copy to what you want on your lap, you know, good luck all drivers from Bugs Bunny or whatever. Uh, is I'm gonna give it to you here and then I'll give it to you again in a minute. So I'll give you a chance to get something if you want to write with it, write with or type with. But it's also in it's also on the page in the, you know, I put it in the comment part of the um the post. I put it in the post. It's Revs R-E-V like Victor, Revs Racing. R-E-V-S-Racing99 at gmail.com um and that is the email that you can use for PayPal or Venmo to pay as well um uh, but all the information is right on that flyer so go look at it choose your lap um i'll try to get as quickly as Mike Moore can give it to me i'll try to get an update uh over the weekend sometime on where we're at there um you know what laps are um are being sponsored uh already but um please help out because we'd like to fill this board Um, all the money goes straight to the purse. Mike isn't taking anything. I'm surely not getting anything. I'm just uh, helping to promote it. Um, but all the, the, all the money goes straight to the purse. We want to add, uh, that way. And it gives you a great opportunity. If you're not able to get there and you still want to support, gives you a great opportunity to do that. And, uh, also obviously if you have a, a business and it's a, it's a good way to get some, uh, advertising and uh, of course that is a uh, write-off for you as well so um hopefully you all will uh help us here and let's get the 30 laps filled up i know that uh money is tight for everybody right now and i certainly understand that it's tight for me too at this point but uh uh this is a good cause obviously and we got some drivers traveling a long way to uh to get there and race, so let's uh, let's get as much on the line as we can. Um, so if you would all help with that, um, I, would, I would appreciate it, and I know the drivers would too, because we really want to make this a big show out in Indy. That is next Saturday, and I will remind you, since we probably won't talk too much about it later, I will remind you that it will be a Speed Sport TV pay-per-view. So online pay-per-view kind of deal. Um, pay-per-view live stream, all four classes, all three classes. The Super Modifieds, the uh, Must See Racing Sprint Cars, and the Midwest Compacts are all going to be part of that pay-per-view. Now, the latest that I have from Mike as of a few days ago, um, somewhere around, again, we're still not, the, the Super Modified car count depends on how many from Oswego come in, because, and, and of course the, the last time Mike talked to me uh, was before the announcement came out that the twentieth was not going to happen for Oswego as far as a race. So we know we picked up auto since then. So we we believe that somewhere right around twenty um, or so super modifieds, eighteen to twenty, with the possibility of obviously as many more. We don't know all of the Isma guys yet who might come out um apparently there were still some conversations going on back and forth so um not sure but should be very respectable um 30 plus up to 40 perhaps as many as 40 midwest um a musty racing sprints i should say and we could hit 60 the midwest compact touring series so this is going to be a big deal so the pay-per-view should be a whole lot of fun you're going to get a lot of racing the the midwest compacts are going to have two features one one at the beginning of the feature part of the show and one at the end they're going to bookend the show um he's doing in both his a mains he's taking the the fastest you know he's dividing the field in half fastest ones will run one feature and the the rest will run the other but uh, they're, they're each going to run for the same purse. So both features will be the same purse. It's not an A and a B main kind of thing. It's two A mains. He wants everybody that comes to have a chance to run for the same money. So that's what he's doing. It's a great idea. Um, should be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to be going out there um, and uh, helping, I think, helping the uh, Midwest Super Series with some of their, Midwest Super Modified Series with some of their uh, needs but also providing what coverage I can over the weekend uh, with pictures and, and hopefully some interviews online, that kind of thing. Um, And so you, you should have plenty of coverage. And of course, uh, I know I'll talk to Camden later, but I know that Camden will do a great job uh, covering Oswego uh, and all of the practicing there. So uh, it'll be fun next week to at least be able to watch social media and see something other than bad news. And, uh, and stressful stuff so all of that is good um please sponsor laps if you can uh i want to also mention that um i am going to try to catch up with jim for from about the old timers reunion during this show um as of right now i know i believe unless i just haven't been told it's still on but um, I don't know. I mean, I could see th- the reason to not hold it simply due to, uh, COVID and travel and all of that. And the fact that, uh, the age group of most of the drivers would be the sort of danger zone for the virus. So not sure what the status is, but I have to assume it's still on until we find out otherwise. Um, so we'll see if we can make that happen before the end of the show as well um so with that let's look at the 48 shall we dennis lichty was the first one i remember and lichty um of course De- dennis and his brother brad both raised dennis was 48 brad was 84 and then drove for brad several times i don't remember brad ever driving any of denny's cars but um that was the first one i remember and then uh, obviously um Gosh, maybe 77, 78, somewhere in there, Um, 79. uh, Ralph McLaughlin bought the old Hagen-Howard number 7 car that Jim Cheney drove. Baldy Baker drove it for about a minute or two and then uh, decided he wanted to go back to the 6 car. And so Cheney was in the 6. They just swapped. And um, Ralph bought it, put Steve Miller in it, and Steve ran it, and... uh, Then after Steve, gosh, John Bush. I remember being a driver who was in it for a while. Uh, John Barker drove it. A.J. Michaels drove it. Um, And I'm going out of order here for sure, but I'm just trying to remember uh, guys that ran it at any point. Bobby Smith. um, My cousin Brian Course drove it for a bit. Jeff West was in it. Ken Bell was in it. Ronnie Wallace was in it. Uh, Doug Diderot, of course. Um, basically, kind of... Uh, that was the first car he drove at Oswego was the uh, the red and white number 48. Uh, then he moved into the newer show car 48, the, the B, and then went to drive for Kemp Dates, and th- those two rides launched his career. Um, gosh, who else was in the 48? There were so many people... Uh Freddie Graves, actually, um fun fact, Freddie won his last race running the 48. It was a Concy. Um and he may have been uh that or I should say that may have been trying to think if Freddie drove anything after that. I'm not sure that he did. Um it was definitely toward the end of his career. He might have hot lapped his own cars a couple times. But um I'm not sure if Freddie raced again after he drove that car or not. But uh Ralph had a lot of different drivers in it. And that was um uh, again that was fun. It was always uh there's always somebody new, somebody different. Um you know, there were guys like Didero and Bobby Smith. Uh, I mean, Smithy did a great job in it and Didero obviously the, there were some of those younger guys that uh, as I say, kind of launched their careers driving that car. Um, you know, it. Um, he ended up, I think the last car he had was the show car that, uh, or no, not the show car, Graves Chassis, that uh, he sold to Gary Morton, and it became Morton's first car, if I remember. No, sorry, I got that backwards. He bought a Morton car, I believe. And that was, um, I think that was the last car that Ralph owned was uh, an old Gary Morton, Uh, chassis so which was uh, as I said a Graves chassis so um, those are the ones that I can think of I'm trying to think if there were any others and gosh um, some of these 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 car owners like Ralph and and Herm Graff and Steve Miller and Ernie and Bob June um, they just had so many it was such a revolving seat in those cars uh, that you know, and again, if you factor in the out-of-town shows, like I'm not sure if Jeff West, for example, ever ran the car at a Swigger, but I know he did for an out-of-town show or two. And there were probably situations like that where, you know, you had an oddball, um, you know, s- scenario of, of driver A getting in the car because it was, you know, an out-of-town show and they needed somebody. Oh, Kenny Williamson, I remember driving it as well, I think a few times. Um, or more than a few. Oh gosh. Um well I'll leave it there. And let you guys fill in the blanks. If there's any I missed, uh, put, put them in the comments. I I I make myself laugh with this stuff because I I kind of um I hate to use the word pride, that's an ugly word. But I I enjoy the fact that I still have a sharper memory, thank God, as I do. But, uh, I also laugh at myself because I realize as I get older, even though I keep rereading old programs, which is why I love it when one of you out there ends up uh wanting to offload some because uh I do use those for research, though I do not purposefully go back like I didn't sit down this week and try to go back through all the old programs I got and figure out who drove the forty eight car um that's uh but but just you know, rereading them and, and going through them and thinking back and putting yourself in that headspace is really the, the reason that I think a lot of times I can remember a lot more than, you know, than maybe some people can. It's because I just kind of keep my, I keep myself continually in that, uh, that space and, and that time. And, uh, so those names are kind of fresh in my mind sometimes and certain things that happen. And some of them are just pure memories from me being there. And some of them are um, from having gone back through the programs. And and sometimes you're able to tie something together. You know, you have two memories and, you know, one, you know, one somehow related to the other, but you don't really... Um, you don't really remember why and then you go back through the program and then it's like oh yeah okay uh that makes sense now so along that line i thought before we went to our first break of the evening and then got cam in here i thought we'd have a little fun here every once in a while i think it's good to look back and boy we've had we have just had so much heaviness going on in the country lately and of course, this season, in terms of Oswego, has been non-existent because of it. That I thought it would be fun to take ourselves back. For those of you who are my age or around my age, and we're all are old enough uh, to remember the year 1976, I thought we would uh, would go back. And I'm going to do this in two parts because. Uh, in 1976, the Port City
2: 150 was rained out and had to be,
1: was, it was rained out on Saturday, scheduled to run on Sunday, or it might've been Sunday rain out Monday, uh, Monday they were supposed to run it. I can't remember which, but, um, that year, they did a rainout edition program. In other words, after the original day, when the rains came, the Speedway printed a rainout edition talking about what had happened up until, you know, what had happened that day until the rain came and put it out the next day. Now, we need to provide some context here because it makes sense to sort of again if you're going to look back um i wish if this were video i could do this whole blurry time shift focus thing with the camera and you know have that music that take makes you know let's i'm let's go back i seem to remember um but it's audio so we can't do any of that but let me give you some context i was 8 years old at this point my parents were you know we I mean we didn't have we certainly weren't poor, but we didn't you know we didn't have unlimited funds and uh my parents used to buy me the program every week, but when they put this rail program out, <laughs> my mother would let me get it, <laughs> so I was crushed too because it had Jim Cheney on the cover and i I wanted this program so badly if we go back to the year nineteen seventy six Jim Cheney started that year driving for Nelson Powell. Nelson Powell owned, at that point in time, two Supers. They were both win cars. The beautiful number one that Don McLaren actually started running at the end of 74, ran all of 75, and was supposed to start to run again in 76, uh, and the number two car, which was originally built to be a sprint car, but it was outlawed as a sprint car, so they decided to run it as a super. So he had the one and the two, and Cheney was supposed to be in the two car. The week of the event, Don McLaren suddenly quit the ride. We do not I don't know what happened. I haven't been able to figure it out through the, the programs. But Cheney ended up with two cars to drive, plus... They had an absolutely gorgeous, and this is the whole reason that I really wanted this book at the time, they had a, one of the the most cool, like, mad, badass looking modifieds I've ever seen, beautiful purple color that that Powell's cars were famous for with the number 30 on it, that was Don's number, Um, but this car had louvers the back, on the the back window, I think they called them louvers, it was just a... My gosh, I could stare at this thing. I'm looking at it now. I could stare at this car all night. So there were three Powell cars. So this this, this rainout edition had um, Jim Cheney in the one car. Uh, he practiced them both that day, the first day, and then uh, practiced the modified as well. So Jim Cheney uh, on the cover with those two cars. Now, he opened it up. And we're going to talk about, real quick, what happened the week before in the spring championship. Jimmy Champine picking up the win in that particular race. Now, you got to go back and think about 1976. We had just come off the season when Ronnie Wallace had absolutely shocked the world and won the track championship in 75, beat out Jimmy Champagne to do it, We had something like eight or nine feature winners in 75. Just, it was a magic, maybe the best season ever in terms of competition and and racing. Jim Gray won his first race that year. Steve Joya won his first, then won again. You had Freddie Graves win. um, And then uh, again in the four-wheel drive car. Um, I mean, it was just a Kempton Dates won his first feature that year. It was a magic season, and we get into '76, and you've still got all those guys. I mean, every, everybody from '75 pretty much looked like you know they were coming back in '76. You also had the reemergence soon to come of Bentley Warren, who had purchased. Dave Snyder had purchased the old Nolan Swift car. Um, Nolan was finishing up a new car for the 76 season. Hadn't gotten it done by the time the season opened. Bentley Warren was running the old car. Now, again, this car was, it was Swifty's car, and Bentley ran it basically as you saw it in 75 for the first couple of races of 76, which were out-of-town shows He won one at Fulton, came to Oswego, and had taken the roll cage off and replaced it with, I think, a card table that they bought at Jamesway across the street. Or maybe it was still Weston's then. Uh, (laughs) The flying card table was born. So Jimmy Champagne wins the spring championship. And I'm going to go through the finish here. He and Steve Joya, who was still remember a very young driver, he was just coming into his own at that point, and Champagne and Joya went neck and neck all the way through this race. Jimmy ended up winning. Steve was second. Kemp Dates third. Denny Wheeler fourth, and Chuck Siprich finished in fifth. Now there there are right there a bunch of, uh, uh, that's a five spot of drivers. Denny, unfortunately, never got a feature win at a Swiggo. He did with the wing, but he was always consistent. But now let's go through the rest of the field. Finishing sixth, Freddie Graves in the 39. Seventh was Johnny Spencer in the 07. Eighth was Bobby Stelder driving his own car 99, which was the former Miles Barker 93 that uh, Baldy Baker and Gary Albritton and Jim Cheney all drove at a Swiggo um brian herb norm mackreth ronnie madison mike rizzo ronnie graves it was a rookie that year in the old uh, buckner car now numbered seven that he now owned ed thompson was a rookie in the 91 i believe that year rex kinney in the herm c15 jimmy cheney in the one as we talked about jerry Busky was driving for steve miller that year johnny logan in the 35, Tommy Wiesen in the 97, Scott Wilson in the 27, Ronnie Wallace in the 76, didn't have a good uh, race that race, Paul Strasser in the 33, Jamie Moore in the 44, and Dan Denny in the 85, so I'm going to go through here, and I'm going to try um, to count, let's see, uh, Jimmy Champagne, feature winner, obviously uh, finished first, Steve Joya, feature winner, finished second, Kem Dates, Kem Dates, also a feature winner by them, was third, Denny Wheeler, had not won, but he's, he had been up there quite a bit. Finished fourth. Chuck Ziprich had yet to win a feature. So you had basically three feature winners in the top five. And then you had, see, Freddie Graves had won. Spencer had won. That's five. Stelter had won. Is, that's six. Macreth won a bunch. That's seven. Um, let's see. Cheney had won. That's eight. Logan had won. That's nine. Ronnie Wallace had won. That's ten. Um, so you had... Out of 24 cars, you had 10 previous feature winners in that event, and I don't even want to try to go and look at how many won after that, because I'm sure we got to over half the field. And at that point, Champlain led Joya by 70 points as of the end of that race. Um, and we also saw something um, on the original Port City Day, which was another reason why I so badly wanted this program, because um, it, is the, it has one of the only pictures I've ever seen of this happening. And I, I, remembered it, I remember it happening. I can still see him going by me in the front grandstand with the car in practice. It was the first time that I'd ever seen Nolan Swift get into a car that wasn't his own 10-pins. Nolan's car wasn't done yet, so he hot-lapped, and I would love to know how this developed, and of course, he and um, Fred are both with the Lord now, so I don't know if we'll ever get the backstory on this, but I'd love to know it. Nolan hot-lapped the 38 car, and he was supposed to drive it the next day. And he didn't, as far as I know, he didn't, and when you think about that, you know Freddie that car was a fast car, and for whatever reason i don 't know maybe no one didn 't feel comfortable in it or whatever, but it was interesting that he hot lapped it and then didn't race it the next day uh in the in competition but uh i I just thought that was at that point in in looking back on it now at that point in Nolan's career, and kind of seeing you know where Freddie was that year uh what would have happened if Nolan had gotten that car and actually raced it? We'll never know, but um there are certain moments and certain things that you think back back to now um and you know you just kind of wonder what if, and I would have loved to have seen Nolan race that car and and see how uh how that would have turned out but that was that was the year 1976 and I've run a little longer than I wanted to with this segment so I'm going to save the actual discussion of the Port City race for uh our next show we'll talk about it on our next show because that that uh that race ended up being um Really, a comeback story for one of the greatest drivers in the history of supermodified racing, and we'll we'll get into that more in the next show so um hope that you enjoyed that, but you know, just thinking about where we were back then and and who was driving and you know what cars were there and and even the car owners, my gosh, the Bollies, Solvey automotive I mean, I could go on forever and and again, maybe next week when we don't have such a full show uh scheduled I'll try to. Uh, try to get into more of that with you. It's just so much fun to go back and really remember and give some respect to some of those people from back in that era because, man, just an incredible time for super modified racing. Okay, we're going to uh, take some time and step aside. And when we come back, we're going to have Camden Proud and Jody London going to be coming up as well. Uh, and like I said, before the show ends, we'll try and have an update on the old-timers reunion from Jimmy Furlito.com. Um, to see if we're still on with that and um, see we'll see obviously with camden where we are in oswego uh, in terms of the what the season looks like at this point is your job sucking the life out of you wake up you can do something else information technology i know what you're thinking but i'm not a math or science person no excuses no problem It's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Helping people start an IT career is their thing. If you don't absolutely love what you do, go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an information technology professional in as little as four months. Attend classes on campus or live online just two or three times a week to get what you'll need to start your new career. More than just a school, My Computer Career helps you get into the industry by working with hundreds of employers that hire their students. My computer career is nationally accredited and financial aid is available for those who qualify, including the GI bill classes start soon. So go take the career evaluation now at mycomputercareer.edu, mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Welcome back to inside groove. As we continue for another week with episode 48, and uh camden proud with us now camden is the pr director of the oswego speedway and also the 2019 super modified rookie of the year at the speedway uh camden a very busy young man uh racing on saturday nights and doing pr and other work the rest of the week so uh camden good to have you back and it seems like maybe the door has been cracked open perhaps maybe Uh, We might just get some racing action as early as the 4th of July. What can you tell us about the latest information that you have as of Friday, June 12th? Because we all know this whole situation changes daily, um, it feels like still, uh, with all of this. But um, what's the latest information that you have in terms of where Oswego Speedway is at right now?
3: Right now, we're just looking forward to getting cars back on the track next week. We're able to get four practices scheduled for the next couple of weeks, Friday, June 19th, and Saturday, the 20th, and then the same deal on the following weekend, the 26th and 27th, and it's just kind of a wait-and-see kind of thing right now. Unfortunately, we're putting out as much information as we can, which really isn't very much right now yeah. other than the test sessions, so... Um, yeah, John and, and Eric and everybody have been meeting with the local officials and, you know, they, they have discussed our reopening plan in depth and things are, are looking good. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of cautiously optimistic. We, we have to wait back, um, you know, to hear what the state has to say about it. So um, right now we're supposed to be in phase four, two weeks from today. We're going into phase three today. Things are headed in the right direction, and Cuomo's executive order on racetracks opening without fans lifts on July the 2nd, two days before we'd like to race. So it's going to be an interesting few weeks, and hopefully we can make an announcement um, within the next two or so weeks about what's happening. We can't just wait till two days before the race to say, hey, we're racing, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's uh,
1: it's really a crazy situation for you guys, I'm sure. And and it's it's also a hard one to um hard one to pin down because as you say the the even the date that you believe right now that you know should be an all clear date is not till the second of july and you want to race on the fourth so um it's still a very fluid situation talk about the the practice sessions a little bit um what are those going to look like i mean obviously we can't you know we have no fans for, for those things normally when there's a practice session, the gates are open, you can kind of just walk in, chill in the grandstand. I assume that's not going to be allowed um, for these practice sessions, but, you know, tell us about guidelines or whatever, you know, what do you know about what that picture is going to look like in terms of uh, cars practicing on those four days?
3: Sure. Yeah. I just feel really bad for the fans. It's kind of like, you know, you look at the, look at the announcement and get all excited. You see cars are going to be on the track and then read down to the bottom where it says we're not letting anybody in. So I, <laughs> well, I, I feel isn't... bad people can't come out and watch. You can always sit in the parking lot and every other parking spot and social distance and listen <laughs> to the parking lot. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what you need is a big screen outside of the track. That's, that's what you got to do. Um, a couple of video cameras and um a roving reporter in the infield
3: (laughs) yep yep thunderbound and speedway did something like that for their uh their season opener actually they're located down on the southern tier um had that idea for a drive-in type type race and orange county fair speedway actually has had a drive-in for years and they're trying that this weekend too so we laugh, but it's a pretty it's a pretty good idea. It's worked for a few. people. Yeah,
1: I, I never, uh, I I did not realize that, and that I, yeah. you know, it's it it's it's not a terrible idea, but it but of course, you know, there's some logistics involved there. Um, but it, right. you know, want to
3: do it for practice. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: was gonna say you probably want to do it for practice, but if you had to go, you know, race without fans, if that's what it came to, then maybe that would be, you know, the hard part is 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 for example, um, down here. Um, you know, we've we've had this whole battle back and forth between Ace Speedway and and, and our governor, and now the governor's got a court order against Ace and an executive order against racetracks. Can't have fans, blah blah blah. So a couple tracks here are opening without fans, but there's one track up in northern North Carolina um, called Southern National Speedway and um mike diaz owns that and his son mason who races in the arca series was on our show last night on motorsports madness and was telling us that um his dad is able to have fans at the track um at his track he worked with the governor and i'm i i said to him i said well how can that be possible if ace can how are you guys doing it and he said well we're we're bringing them and we're letting them, they have a situation where the tracks kind of sunk down in a bowl and you have that sort of hillside parking that that you see at a lot of racetracks where you can pull up outside of the wall and park and and watch the races from, from your car, your truck and tailgate. And so they're, they're able to do that. So you've got, you've got like every other parking spot that they can do, um, So you can come and sit in your car and watch the races from outside of, you know, a- above the track, so to speak, outside of the, on the hill. But, oh, wow. Um, which, which, which sounds great, but you can't get out of your car.
3: Yeah. You know, and it's kind of yeah, like. deal with Orange County this weekend. Same exact thing. You can't get out of your car.
1: It's just, you know, and I'm thinking, well. So you mean like I can't even? I'm not a, literally. How do how do I go to the bathroom? Like how do I how do I you know? Why can I not put a lawn chair if you're social distancing me to begin with? You know why can I not get out and sit in the lawn chair right there by the? You know you got to stay in your car the entire time. Um, you know temperatures in the you know high eighties low nineties. I don't know. I just that doesn't sound like a very good way to and i and i think the whole not being able to get out and sit alongside or whatever and at least you know have some air um that seems kind of overkill to me but um so yeah it's just it's just tough for for everybody and and of course not all tracks have that sort of hillside opportunity right so it's some tracks can can do that and others can obviously it wouldn't work at oswego um no. but that's where the you know the big screen comes in and um it's it's just uh i hope you guys can get open i mean I, i'd love to come up if it's gonna if you're gonna race on the fourth i would love to be there um you know dying to see some i'm looking forward to indy next week to see some supers race um but uh certainly would love to get to oswego as well what um, in terms of, uh, I, I know we talk about this every week, but in terms of car count, um, where where are we at realistically? If we open on July the 4th, where are we at in each of these divisions as far as what you would anticipate car counts to be?
3: I, You know, I have no idea. I, I always make a, a potential opening day roster, and I've had a really hard time doing that this year. Um we have had more people register, so I can read you those today.
1: Okay, good. Well, let's. Uh, do you have all three divisions handy? Yes. Okay, good. Let's start with the super modified division, as in big block, and uh, tell us who's registered so far.
3: Okay, do you want to hear just the new ones or all of them? Oh, read them all. Okay. Oh, 02, Brandon Ballinger. Okay. Oh, 05, Jeff Abel. Those are both commitment. Good. Oh, 09, Bob Bogwitz. 07, Otto Sitterly. Commitment. 22, Mike McFetta, 27, Jamie Timmons, 44, Chris Purley, 39, Allison Slowed commitment, 47, Bob Bond, 52, Dave Danzer, 54, myself, 55, Keith Champagne, 56, Hala Tulip, commitment, 66, Lulave Sr., commitment, Danny Shirey, 72, Todd Stoll, 89, commitment, Jack Patrick, 90, commitment, and Dave Schulich Jr., 95, commitment. And let me see. Danzer. Yes. They have him commitment as well. So
1: it's kind of, it's kind of, well, first of all, a couple of names there, Bob Bogowitz. Yeah. Now I had thought he was going to be at 350, but apparently he's, he's, he's running as a, a super modified. Is that the same car that he's, he's had before?
3: Well, <laughs> I'm not sure what the deal is. He's, he was supposed to race last year, and then he ended up doing the announcing deal again. That's right. And um, he's had this car for a while. Yeah. He's been building it uh, brand new from the oh, ground up. a new one. Um, out in Rochester for, oh my gosh, I think it's been four or five years now. And he sent me pictures of it, and it looks much further along than it has been. He was waiting for a motor for a long time. I think he has the motor now, and it just seems to be like this very slow project, and every year the last few years, he's registered the car, maybe to to save the number in, in anticipation of racing, but he's he says he's going to race this year, so I hope to finally see the car out. Good. That would be great to see him come back. Uh,
1: I noticed some out-of-towners on that list. Uh, seems like None of those are commitment cars, um, and, but one no. that one that caught my attention was Danny Shirey. Is that is a teammate to Mike McVetta? Do you think, or is that an entirely separate car?
3: It is, yeah. Uh, Mike and, and Danny are teammates. Okay, That's uh, what Mike I has completely revamped one of the Rocket cars, and I know they've both been spending some time testing at Sandusky and, and Lorraine, and they're they're getting ready for the, the indie Indy show. So, um. There was there was talk at the end of last year they wanted to come out and run the classic. Mike's done it a few times and Danny did I think in like 2006 was the last time yeah, way was, back at the yeah, beginning of his career. Yeah, it was
1: it was a while so, ago. He
3: was young. Yep, yep, he was a lot younger. Um, so there's 18 cars registered. There's some names on here that we've put out. There's some names that we haven't. I guess we can say that they're they're registered. Typically, uh, they have me hold posting a few of them until we have paperwork and. Right. stuff like that like there's all sorts of notes in here about what we need from some of these guys but uh 18 cars registered that's a lot more than we had a week ago and i know you know there's going to be quite a few more that we know are going to be commitment cars for example joe gozik tim snyder dave Groll, lula vay jr logan Ravels, i hope if the border opens yeah. tyler thompson those are all commitment cars i know that Doug Madero will be back. I know Bobby Santos is going to run a few shows. Joey Payne's going to be here. I think Mike Muldoon's going to run some Oswego stuff. So there's there's a lot going on, and I anticipate the the car count to be very good.
1: Yeah, the border situation looks like July or August at best. Um, that's yeah. just crazy. Uh, you know, it's uh, I I I feel bad for uh, not just the Canadians that normally would race oswego but there's an awful lot of canadians who run up in new england who you know run even the dirt tracks uh some of them here in well they are in new york state since i'm sitting in north carolina um and you know it's just a that's a that's an awfully awfully tough situation uh but um it you know it sounds like it's some good activity there for sure and you know it's it's interesting because you, you kind of differentiate between commitment and non commitment. Um it's almost like by the time you get back racing, you know, I know Keith Champine told me way back that he was, you know, planning to to start about mid season, um, run, you know, four or five six shows in the classic. Um I mean, <laughs> there's you know what I mean? We're gonna be down to where Um,
3: that's the whole, yeah,
1: it's almost like, uh, you know, you're, and I don't mean, I don't mean that as a, any kind of a negative. I'm just saying that on the calendar, um, you know, those guys will run most, all of the shows. So they, they kind of would be commitment cars at that point. Um, it's an interesting scenario for sure, but it sounds like there's 25 to 30 that we could see between, uh we'll call it opening day in the classic. And then certainly hopefully all of those guys for the classic. And that's, you know, that's not bad. Um, and, and good to have some guys coming back stole uh full time will be fun. Yeah. And that's a car that can certainly win, you know, any race it enters. Um, so, you know, you've got some, some, uh, kind of new blood there or, or returning blood in some cases. So that's good. And, uh, you know, we'll see where it we'll see where it lands on opening day. Uh, did not hear did you did you mention Billy Sharkey? I have not heard
3: did I not hear that? Uh no, I didn't. There's there's a lot more that I just have written down, like Jason Spaulding is another Bill Sharkey. Yeah. There's Sorrells, Dave McKnight will be here, I'm sure. Ocetics have a third car, Sam at Garden Urban, Jerry Kern, they were all here semi regularly yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll see McKennedy come back up. I know that car is for sale, but I think uh, he's he's still going to be racing it. Um, there's <laughs> you just you just don't know what's yep. going to happen between the opener and classic. Like, there's the potential for as many as as forty five cars. We've always said it would just be nice to have them all here on the same night. Right? Well,
1: yeah, that's uh, that is true, isn't it? Uh, even if you get you know thirty of them on the same night, that would be you know that would be great. Um yeah. But uh, looks like I would I would guess that um, of the list that you read, who'd already quote-unquote registered, um, and then knowing who else is out there that we know is going to race but just hasn't registered yet, why not, guys? Come on, let's go. Uh, it's, uh, but we, we could we could be, you know, low to mid-20s opening day should be realistic, I would think.
3: Oh, I think so. I think 21 to 24, or maybe yeah. even more than that. Yeah, exactly. So good stuff on the Supers.
1: Uh, let's talk about um, SBS.
3: SBS, we have not got really any new registrations other than Dave Cliff, and he is a commitment, but I will go through and read the list Please. here. 01, Ken Moody commitment. Yep. 14, Mark Denny commitment. 23, Steve Flack commitment, and it'll be Steve Flack some weeks and Danny Kaposinski the others. Oh. Um, Josh Sokolik 26, commitment. Matt Germain, 33, commitment. Dave Cliff, 50, commitment. I registered my car, but we probably won't race it. We're just saving the number. Uh, Derek Hilton, 66, commitment. Mike Bond, 74, commitment. Noah Ratcliffe, 78, and Steve Wood, 93. Okay. Uh, So what's that, about 12 total? 15? Yeah, it's about 12. But, again, I don't think these numbers are really any indication of what we're actually going to have. We know
1: that the Shartner 18 will be, you know, I think will be there, um, you know, again, depending on who's driving it. Uh, but that at least the plan was for those guys to run all the races. Um, yeah. Between yep. Andrew I heard from and,
3: him yesterday. He's kind of figuring out what's going on with the yeah. schedule. And I says, I don't know, Andrew. I wish I could tell you more. But yeah,
1: that's uh, mm-hmm. they're working on some things and trying yep. to figure out, you know, because, of course, Andrew is also down here. Um, right. You know, and needs to be able to make flight arrangements and such. And it, there again, that's a tough situation, too, because for Andrew and even for Keith Champlain, um, those two guys. Now, I'm in a situation when I come up where I'd, you know, I'd really rather drive than fly. So um, it's kind of easy for me to just decide. A week ahead of time, okay, I'm gonna, th- you know, whatever. Um, you know, my boss is, is pretty nice about, uh, letting me do what I need to do, um, cause my boss is me. But, um, those guys have real jobs and, uh, actually have to, uh, you know, to figure out their flight arrangements. And, and you, you know, obviously the farther ahead of time and the more you can book at once, the, the, the cheaper it is. So, um, that's just kind of one of the challenges. And, and I'm not sure, um, I mean, I don't think, uh, I don't think Doug Didero worries too much about it, and he—I don't think is planning on running weekly anyway. The last I had known, um, no, it's but uh, four races. yeah. So, <laughs> excuse me. So I think uh, you know it's, uh, but Keith and Andrew, and certainly Andrew in particular, because he's planning on sharing with Brian in some sort of way, and now they have less races in which to do that. So, you know, that is a bit complicated for for those guys for sure. So. Um, you know, this it, we it it it's kind of like we all just have to, we we we're kind of at the mercy of other people's whims for the moment, and we yep. just have to deal with what we can as we can each day, and um, hopefully it works out for the best. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, so figure probably fifteen to eighteen of those at least opening I think day. So, yeah. yeah, I
3: think weekly a big improvement because I. Again, I'm looking in just commitment cars that aren't registered. Ross Bartlett, Travis Bartlett, Mike Bruce, Griffin Miller, Jim Babcock, the the Shartner 18, Dave LaTulip. I'm not sure what he's doing. I'm not sure what Anthony Lacerdo is doing. Cameron Rowe, Brad Haynes, Brian Haynes, Tony Pisa, Greg O'Connor, oh, wow. none of those guys are registered yet. So, yeah, we're I know over, they're all going to be here. We're over 20. Um,
1: yeah. I think we're over 20. That's that's right. I, I, there were so many of those guys, and, and you read the list off, and I just didn't think about them. Um, but, yeah, those guys, you know at least a good share of them. Um, you got Rob Bruce. Um, Seven rookies, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. So, yeah, that, that should be a very healthy division, which I'm really excited about because um, – you know that class. There's a a great bunch of people in that class, and they put on really good shows. When, you know, when the drivers use their heads and respect each other, they put on really good racing. And and with some of the new blood coming in, um, I think that's going to give that class a real shot. And uh, it it needs it needs more of that. So this should be a good year for the SBS class. How are we looking on the the 350 side? of things. I mean again, I know this is a moving target because one of the things that I know that everybody involved in 350 Super's kind of went into the year with as a goal was to to try to sort of stay off each other's shows as much as possible to allow cars to kind of wander back and forth between Oswego and New England. But now of course, you reduce the number of available race dates because we've been shut down, and New England, I think is in even worse shape in most states there than New York is um, yeah. and so what do we know about three fifties at this point, and what do we expect
3: well i you know originally it's unfortunate um Star and Oswego really worked hard to kind of. I guess you could say collaborate, yeah, um, an effort, and there were not a lot of conflicts at all. And now, as you said, we're kind of both to the point where it's mid June and nobody's got a single race in. So I don't know how much cooperation, so to speak, on all that there's going to be. I think Star is planning to open next Saturday with no fans, and there was a few conflicts from there, but they have avoided putting a swiggo on the schedule where there was big races at star and vice versa. So I hope that that's still the case somewhat, but at the same time you you don't want to, I mean, you're looking at four races, five races at the most for the three fifties right now, and you don't want to have to take any more off the schedule. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they play that card. Um, Right now we only have a few cars registered, um, but again, I don't think that's any indication of where we're going to be at there either. Barry Kingsley, Dalton Doyle, Mike Bruce, Tom McLeod, they'll all be back, and they're they are not even registered yet. We're going to gain Kyle Perry. That car's coming along great. It looks beautiful, and I think he's going to come out and practice. Um, I think Robbie mentioned him. He's going to come out and practice, so these rookies will probably be taking advantage of the track time in the next couple of weeks.
1: Well now, Robbie is an SBS, right? As right. opposed to it, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's um, that's that's going to be. Uh, so it sounds like it sounds like most of the cars we have last year haven't even registered yet. So who nope. has registered for the three fifties? Are there are there new guys that that we haven't talked about?
3: No, uh, Stephen Dufoli did again, and John Leonard and Vern Lafave registered, and Jimmy Russo registered his car. That's right.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, Okay, so uh, probably seven to eight uh, regulars, which is still a vast improvement over what we had. And then, you know, the the New England cars when they come in. Um, And, you know, again, this is just one of those situations because, you know, if you're only going to get two months to race, every track's going to want to race as often as they can in those two months. And so the 350 class may be an example of a class that just kind of like the wheel and modified tour in a way gets caught up in the in the crossfire, so to speak. And, um, you know, you just don't see as much of it or as many cars as you can, because you're going to have you know even with the the Wheelan tour they've got a a, a certain amount of <clears throat> excuse me crossover between themselves and for example the tri track modified series up there in new england so if you're a guy that runs both and we start sub, you know we subtract enough dates off the calendar there are going to be you know some weekends when those two divisions would race at the same time and you you can't yep. be a, so I think the 350s are sort of in that same boat, and um, just not much anybody can do about that. So hopefully it, uh, you know, everybody just needs to realize that 2020 is what it is because of uh, other things besides interest in the class. And so everybody needs to do what they can in 20 and look forward to 21 and try to, you know, try to go back to the original plan, so to speak, if we can right just get life back to normal so um
3: yeah absolutely
1: would still anticipate a fairly strong um uh turnout off of them classic weekend if in fact you know and again it, that's uh, i i suppose that's the next place we ought to go here um what do we know about what the intent of the management is in terms of the schedule and and what do we know about what they're thinking at the moment at least about classic weekend? I mean, has there been any talk of uh, the change in schedule? I know we're gonna we're gonna talk to Jody London here um, in a few minutes.
3: I feel bad for him.
1: And uh, you know the 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 modified race that was scheduled, uh, sport mod race that was scheduled for the 4th of July, he was taken off the schedule for that day. Yeah, it, it's really yeah. a shame. Um, you Had know, a great
3: car count. I already worked up for it. Matt Hirschman, all the big names were going to come. So really? Wow. Yeah. yeah.
1: He told me, um, I think when, the, when I interviewed him last, he told me he thought some of those guys might come, and um, that's too bad. Uh, it, but, you know, again, it, it is what it is. I mean, there's not much anybody can do about it at this point. Um, but what does... What can you tell us? Because for example, you know, we talked way back on this show, um a classic weekend, the Midwest Compact uh series was was added to the schedule and you know Correct, and, yeah. and people didn't really know a whole lot about it. Well, you know, I I said at the time that the from what I had heard, you know, it, it sounded like there was a whole lot of interest from guys in that type of racing where we could have, you know, a, a 25 30 car field. Well, for for next week's Indy Summer Nationals, um there's over 50 of them uh right now registered wow. and it appears as though Mike Moore the last he, he we talked Mike Moore told me he wouldn't be surprised to see it surpass 60. Um and Oh my gosh. yes. And so that used now you start because that's a whole different you know if you're if you're looking ahead to classic weekend and maybe thinking well gosh what do we do um in terms of do we trim this class or do it and you're looking at well gosh they got they got 60 plus or 50 plus at uh at irp and 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 some of those are going to be from new york pennsylvania from what i understand they're they're you know this is a um this is not just a midwest group i mean the the group is from the midwest but there are cars coming from all over um which you don't see that kind of thing happening at, at a whole lot of shows of any kind anymore where you have a particular division and it has a particular race and you get 60 plus like that that come from all over the place but one of the things that mike's doing that i think is really feeding that is he's running two a mains so if okay. you have, for example, 50 cars, he's taking the fastest 25 and putting them in feature one, and the fa- the, the next the, the remaining 25, and putting them in feature two. He's going to bookend the night, so they'll start with one feature, then the other classes, then their se- their other feature, and he's paying the same purse for both races. So everybody, regardless of your speed, everybody gets a chance to run for equal money in their particular feature it's not like an a main and a b main it's two a mains and so you know you you look at that sort of a thing and you say gosh even if we were thinking about (laughs) taking something away could you possibly you know you're not you you you, uh, no racetrack promoter um ever wants to turn away a field that could surpass 50 because that's i mean that's instant success there so um You look at Classic Weekend, what is the conversation right now, I mean, that you know of as far as, has there even been any discussion yet about the possibility of altering that weekend in any way if we can have fans versus if we can't have fans, which it would seem sort of um, unthinkable at this point based on the trend that there wouldn't be fans allowed, but... You know, what do you know about uh, the rest of the season and the schedule and Classic Weekend if we can get started on the 4th?
3: Yeah, uh, not any talk at all about any changes to Classic. Good. I think it's, it's way too far ahead right now. Um, again, I know that everybody's aware of the, the expectation and the hope is that we're racing with fans on July 4th. Uh, we've kind of put out some loose details in that last press release, yeah. and we're, we're just leaving it at that right now because... We are waiting to get our final approval back, and that's that's all it is. It's not a game or a guess. We've submitted plans, and as soon as we get the, okay, you can race, we'll blast everything out, and it's just a really hard situation. But the rest of the year, um, we we do plan to have the fan. They're the fourth and, and every other week, and I haven't heard that it's going to be 50%, 75%, okay. anything like that. We should be able to to space it out, uh, possibly open the back grandstands, And, you know, there's a lot of space we have to work with. So we, we should be okay. I don't know how much the schedule is going to change. I think they'd like to keep it fairly similar. Um, there, there shouldn't be any massive changes. Maybe you fit in another race somewhere. Maybe you had the Isma race. I, I don't know. Um, I know Isma would like to be here. I know Johnny would like to have them. Uh, we'll see how it all works out but classic um i just i just hope it's better by then because we just we just don't know and i think that jody's race the the dave london memorial on friday can bring in 50 cars too and on top of that you got every other division uh all three classes in the pit supers sbs and 350s and um we're gonna have Thirty modified Saturday, and then all the three fifties come back, and twenty five of those, and maybe sixty compact cars. So, (laughs) uh, hopefully, Chuck Hanley's not listening to this and getting all stressed out and how he's been organize the pit (laughs) area. But
1: (laughs) well, he'll see for himself if he watches the 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 live stream from Indy uh, next week because you know. Uh, but yeah, they're the fit they he had when, when I first talked to Mike about three weeks ago, he had 53. And I think it's gone up a little bit since then, at least. So yeah, you're going to be pushing 60 and, and, but see, it's a division that's very economical and you know, this is a big deal. And the, and the, the promoter of that division is a veteran promoter and he's done a great job. I'm, I'm actually going to try to get him. I'll try to meet him next week at, uh, and it, 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 when I go out there for the show, and you know, and try to either record something or get him um, as a, a Strutmasters, uh dot com hotline guest here uh, on one of the future Inside Groove shows, so you all can meet him and understand what they're doing. But you know, again, this is one of those uh, situations where you've got a a promoter who who really has an interest in a particular division, and he's built it up, and they do it right, and and uh, the rules are pretty, you know. In, in in the rules are such that it's it's easy for you know a compact from New York or Pennsylvania to come and run and and um you know it's uh it's a nice formula it's kind of like the, that big street stock series the midwest has it doesn't really tour too much beyond that but um you know you get divisions like that and if you you know if you kind of build them up enough they're universally applicable and you know they're not something that you necessarily would want to have um you know every week at Oswego, though it's hard to turn down you know fifty cars if you get it to that point but i think I think to have them as a part of classic weekend really adds an element that um you know that is quite different and you know and it adds to the show the modified show um you know i I will say from what I know of you know the wheel and modified tour I mean the hard parts that I think the difference there will be you know if if there's fans then you can do it if there's not fans then there's no way you can cuz the sanction fee's way too high um to yeah. try to absorb on your own you, you know even if you have the ability to do it um you have to want to and that's it's a big big nut um it's about 70 grand and so um you know it's good to hear that at least as of right now nobody's panicking about the weekend because you get a you get a classic weekend with three classes of supers plus um super stocks modifieds and the compacts that's a big big weekend of racing you know um and uh and a whole lot of fun for everybody so um good uh it sounds like things are are coming together very nicely um and again you're kind of almost it's like you can see light at the end of the tunnel you just uh you just can't predict exactly when you're going to be able to exit the tunnel. <laughs> you're you're hoping it's July 4th and you're trying for July 4th, but um I guess if I'm interpreting you correctly, stand by because it's what we want to do but we don't definitely know if we can do it yet. Um you know, we're hoping to know something in another week or so.
3: Exactly. Yeah, that's the the full intent like like johnny said for the press release we have every intention to race with fans july 4th that's the plan i mean that's what we're working Good. towards right now we're getting the track ready we're Good. getting employees briefed ready to go they're up doing a lot of maintenance on the track making sure everything's ready to go um it'll be nice just to see cars on the track oh next weekend yes um, friday the 19th yeah um for for all the fans that can't make it i'm going to be able to put a lot of pictures, videos, some interviews, Good. some Facebook Live out, and I'll tweet all the times and everything you need to know so you won't miss anything. Um, oh, I didn't, really, I didn't really finish telling you about that. It's, uh, it's a maximum of 10 cars. It's eight crew guys per car, okay. eight people per car, including the driver, and it's 200 per car, Fast Friday rate. And it will be four to eight on the 19th, 10 to two on the 20th. Four to eight on the twenty sixth, and then we've changed the one on the twenty seventh from four to eight. It was ten to two. And then we've also added one for July third from four to eight. Okay, so they'll actually one, two, three, four, five practices? Yes. Okay.
1: Yep. So you got five opportunities. I know some of the guys, uh, for example, I know of Siddley's uh going to Indy, but he'll have plenty of time uh to to, to get his car dialed in, in in the week and a half, two weeks that leads up to the July 4th opener. So um, it's good to see that they're making the trip out west, and hopefully there'll be a uh, a number of other super modified teams that will do the same. Um, but, you know, this practice, really, the practice sessions are a great opportunity just to get back on the track. And as you said earlier, and it's a great point, really good opportunities for the rookies. Um, whether you know SBS or 350 or whatever, good opportunity. Or if you have a new car, good opportunity to get it sorted out. You got five shots at it, um, so hopefully those practices will um, be advantageous for the teams, so that we don't get to July 4th and you're just getting your car out of the garage and getting it on the racetrack the first night and sorting it out. Um, it's great that Oswego is able to to do it that way. But you're saying maximum 10 cars per practice then for all five of those correct
3: yep max of 10 per each and if if we get to that 10 on any of the days we're going to add a second session earlier in the day later in the day whichever one so we're we're going to make sure that everybody's able to get track time and we've already got a ton of interest uh paul's handling all the the signups for the practice and running people's cards and he's going to give me an updated list today but i know that We've already heard from Otto Sitterly, Jeff Abel, Dave Danzer, Jack Patrick, Dave Schulich. Um, They're all interested in practicing. Vern LaFave's going to practice. Tim Snyder, Ken Moody, they've all reached out already. So it's going to fill up quick.
1: Good. Yeah, I'm sure it will. I mean, especially on the SBS side, good gosh, uh, with, what, seven new rookies coming in this year? I mean, you'd, yeah, you know, seven. you'd have almost an entire practice session full
3: just right there if all seven of them showed up. I know. Uh, and Joey DeStevens, we haven't even really talked about him. That's another Cartway graduate. It's another Lucerto car. Yeah, oh, okay. Robbie Bruce, Mark Denny, Griffin, Derek Hilton, Matt Germain, Noah Ratcliffe. It's, I don't know who's going to win Rookie of the Year. Well, <laughs> I, really, I really don't. It's going to be interesting. Well, it's
1: great, though, because there again, that's that's what creates energy in, in any uh, racing division is when you have you know, things like that going on, you know, six or seven guys battling for rookie of the year, it's kind of a race within the race every week. And, it is. um, you know, some of those guys, um, I don't know every car that all of them are driving, but I know some of them are going to be in some really, really good equipment. So, um, you know, if they can adapt and, uh, and Griffin, for example, I know is obviously at least been on the track before and, uh, and He's it's been, shoe. yeah, has been in it. Well, and yeah. And of course, you know, from, uh, from the legendary Miller family, uh, Steve Miller and, and Sharon and, and their kids and grandkids now are uh, we're three generations into the uh, to the Miller racing tradition at the fast five eighths of a mile. And that's that's great and uh, going to be good to see Griffin out there and uh, and in action. And you also said uh, now I had thought that Danny Kapazinski was going to run for Steve Flack. Yes. Full time, but you're saying that it's going to be kind of an alternate situation of some sort, a split.
3: Yeah. Well, actually, it'll be more Steve than Danny. I think Steve's going to run every race, but two or three. Uh, I don't know if it's family conflicts, work, Ah, something he's got going on, and then uh, Danny's going to step in. So Danny's okay. I
1: see. So Danny is the Danny. Danny is going to race, and I know he's practiced, and it sounded like he did pretty well. uh, But Danny's going to race whenever Steve can't. That's kind of how that was conceived then.
3: Correct. Yeah, I think he put out a schedule. I think Danny, in it, July 4th, um, he just posted on Facebook. I saw he's going to practice it on the the 26th. Okay. Um, And then I think there's another date in August. Maybe it's the old-timers night, and then the rest is all Steve.
1: So there's the next uh, question, and I was going to ask you about that, too. I have some notes here, and I just haven't gotten to that yet. But Retro Night... um, I'm assuming because I haven't heard anything from Jimmy Frilito, uh, and I, 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 yeah, I I could send him a text to get the answer, but just because we're just talking about it now and it just popped into my mind, I'm assuming that because of COVID and all of the sort of um, uh, complications and 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 all of that, that that we won't have an actual old timers reunion this year. Now I say I'm assuming that sure. if you're listening to it. Uh, to this, don't take my word, I just, uh, with, you know, with the flight situation and, and the fact that this, this, this virus is particularly harder on older people, I just would assume that um, that at least if it did happen, it would be as big, but you are still planning on having a retro night at the Speedway, at least as far as you know right now.
3: Yeah, like all the events that are scheduled right now, including Retro Night, we're, we're still going to have them. Okay. Um, what I think might change is maybe if there's a regular show, just sitting there, which I know there's a couple, that'll probably be the Jim Champagne Memorial. Or yeah, I was going to say, you could,
1: yeah, you could, um, it Something becomes, like a, because it's an abbreviated season, it becomes mostly a season of specials. Uh, exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you try to get all the specials in. Um, yep. Okay, well, we'll have to see. I'll try to... Uh, Try to reach out to Jimmy Furlito here um, and and get an answer uh, on the old timers reunion. I'm, I'm taping this interview with cam uh, about four hours ahead of uh, recording Jody London. So if you're listening to this, by the time I talk with Jody, uh, maybe I'll have the answer from Jimmy as to whether there is going to be a a reunion this year or not. But um, you know, I, I can just envision in my head, the, you know the um the weariness uh about about trying to do that and of course you you know the canadian uh contingent that normally would come in for that as of right now we don't know uh you know whether they'll be able to even cross the border or not so um it's uh it's definitely uh i'll see if i can get an answer on that we hope because we we knew that uh the working plan was that uh, kept dates would have the red creek rocket uh championship car on the track that night and would pace the field and so um hopefully that uh would still happen but we we certainly the old timers reunion is always fun i have a great time and but i could i could just see some potential issues with that i could see a you know a reason the, a way that you could still do it and anybody that that's kind of local and wants to come can come or, you know, a way that you just decide we're not going to do it this year. Uh, and you know, so I'll uh, see if I can reach out to Jimmy and, and get an answer on that for us, uh, before, uh, the end of the show in theory. Um, but, uh, what did we miss cam? What, what do we Oh, you had a, uh, you had another milk drive this week. Did you not?
3: Yeah, we did. How did that um, go? Great. It was crazy. There was a a line all the way down from the the Steel Palace pit gate all the way down past oh man, East 10th Street, I wow. think. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was it was nuts. That's um, incredible. They, they did a great job.
1: That's good. Well, you know, that kind of thing, honestly, those are the I've I've, I've been saying that I think there are some things that we can learn from you know, from, from some of the ways that we've had to amend our daily routines, um, due to the, the the virus, I think there's some things we can learn from that. I think you know, I think if you could do a food drive or a milk milk drive, that kind of thing like that is great, uh for the community and um it just does does great for so many people. So maybe that's maybe some form of that could be continued into the future. Like that, if you could uh, find, yeah, you know, um, Kudos
3: I think. to those guys?
1: Yes, exactly. So, uh, what else have we missed? I haven't got anything else in my notes, but that doesn't mean that I didn't write something down. I should have. What else have we missed here, Bud?
3: Um, I'm trying to think. I we kind of went all over the place. I
1: mean, we um, we talked about uh, opening. We talked about the practices.
3: We practice, put, yeah. Registration, schedule, registration. Oh, um, you know who I didn't mention in 350s is the other the other miller kelly's kelly's son that's going to race at 350s steve
1: oh okay um and 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 i assume that that is one uh, one of uh, kelly's cars or what what
3: uh, what car is he running yeah it's uh, kelly's page car the last super kelly race oh wow it's going to it's going to look like the sweet 16 i guess yes awesome yes so.
1: Uh, um, I'd love to see yeah. him go back to the seventy mid seventies uh, scheme of the sixteen because that that was just the, the it was I think the seventy six seventy seven or so. Um, uh paint scheme. It's the it's the one that's on the, the that car now that that's been restored. Um I'd love to see yep. a, a carbon copy of that because that was just a beautiful race car with the stripes and that on it. Um but that's great. So we had uh, that's right I forgot you told me that a while back on the show that uh, we were mm-hmm. gonna have uh two millers at the track this year. So um even
3: better Cameron Rowe. Cameron Rowe. Yes, yeah.
1: you mentioned Cameron and uh boy, I'll tell you what, uh you know, I, I, I'm i going it, to – look, it's my show. I can do this. Uh, I'm going to put in a shameless uh, attaboy for um, Rich Worth and everybody connected to that whole group of people, J&S Paving, and that whole team um, of people because, my gosh, those guys have been busy. You got two cars, um, two 350s for the Bruce Brothers. You got Mike's uh, 350. You got Cameron with two cars. Um, I know I'm missing at least one. Am I think maybe not, maybe I got them all, but there's like six Thank or seven cars there you know that's uh yeah. that's a lot of cars, and um you know that kind of enthusiasm for racing at the Oswego Speedway is to be applauded and and you've got um you know a few of these the Bartletts have a few, and um you know they're the 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 teams with multiple cars I mean obviously you know we appreciate everybody uh even if you only have one car, but uh you know some of these guys are just um really getting into the lower divisions um and and having cars in in both and and that's awesome so um yeah, looking forward to looking forward to july fourth let's hope we can do it and let 's hope we can get racing and uh that would be a a really exciting uh drive north for me to be able to be heading up there um and, and being a part of that, I'll be at indy next week for uh, those who are going out there um, st- stop and say hi uh be in the infield probably most of the day, but um, I'm sure I'll want to be in the grandstand somewhere for the race uh and just uh looking forward to an exciting uh couple of weeks here Super modifieds coming back to the racetrack and um, good to hear that. That includes Oswego, and I feel bad for Isma because the other thing I had in my note here notes to talk about was Delaware. Delaware. Yeah. yeah, and gosh, I mean, I I look at what Isma. I mean, how how do you do this? How does Isma do this? I mean, you you've got Canadians that are you know half almost, I think, or close um, of of you know. How do you? How do you do that? You got Canadian shows that are a part of your schedule. The New England tracks are just really being handcuffed right now because, again, you know, politics. Um, you know, it's it's it, it. Isma, I I feel so bad for for Isma because it just feels like there's not much opportunity for them right now at this moment, and that's why I would love to think that maybe Oswego somehow could. Could get that in um, because, gosh, it'd be nice to have a few races on the ISMA schedule, and I hope some of those guys will um, venture out west to Indy. But um, I know it's a long haul, and and I don't know what restrictions there might still be coming back to their own states in terms of quarantining or whatever. I have no idea. Um, right. So um, I just hate that they had to cancel that show because. Um, gosh, it's you know again that the the Canadian border situation makes it makes Isma and, and other tours up that way like you know the ACT and um, Pass North and you know the ones that have a a number of Canadian competitors and Canadian interest. Boy, those those series and those tracks where you see that sort of thing. Um, I mean, it, it's just going to be really tough for at least a little while longer. It is, yeah. So I uh, wanted to make sure we did get that into the show that Delaware was canceled. You had the press release out this morning, um, and my heart just sank because it's like, oh, gosh, I mean, you know, we just – I wish we could just stop canceling shows.
3: Um, I know. And you Jocasta's know. next on – on july eleventh, that's the first show. Oh
1: gosh. I forgot about that one being good. so close. Yeah, that, that would probably not be able to happen either at this point how I don't do you, think so. With no. the, again the border situation. How do you how do you do that? Um I think I think you can come across, but you have to stay for like two weeks. I mean, who's going to be able to do that, <laughs> yeah. you know, no. um, not laughing to poke fun, just incredulous. I mean, what we've seen and what we continue to see in our country right now is 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 almost incomprehensible. Um, it's it's things that we never thought we'd ever see in our lifetime. And, uh, you know, the only thing I will say is, um, you know, I just uh, continue to pray for the country and pray for all all every one of us um and and you know we just have to we have to celebrate any small victory that we get and if we can go racing on July 4th if you're listening to this show and you can possibly get to the Oswego Speedway go if you can get to Indy next weekend please go if you can if you can't go um you know buy the pay-per-view sponsor a lap or two um you know we we've got to support what's there because we're not going to have quantity this year, so we have to make sure that we support every race that a racetrack has that we we like and we can get to, um, because you know the the future uh, of of some of these tracks, whether they can reopen in twenty one, is going to be determined by you know what happens here in twenty. So um, I don't certainly don't think swiggo's in that position or 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 you know necessarily I, i don't know that so much super modified racing would be affected per se um but that doesn't mean we shouldn't uh still support and and uh help these tracks and these series to to make uh good because they're working awfully hard to put on shows for for us as fans so there's my lecture for the day camden thanks for um being on and uh certainly i know you're getting ready to 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 co- to get out on the track with your car you uh, i assume you'll be the first one in line on friday the 19th or <laughs> no 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 um, where's your enthusiasm
3: so. man <laughs> you know what it's uh it's been a long off season i'm excited to get back out there but um we we just got the motor back a couple of weeks ago, and we've oh. been waiting on a lot of parts. I just ordered the the last of our parts and brake calipers and stuff like that that we need to get the car on the ground and and scaled. So uh, I think we'll practice the twenty seventh. Gotcha, gotcha. So, well, yeah, it's... just uh, one of those years. No, we'll I know. I can. I just you know
1: because you I I I just uh, it's funny because I you know I've been going through some of the older programs and and even talked about. Um, the the 76 port city race in our in our opener here just as is something to kind of take people back and 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 make make them smile or whatever but um you know it's it's i can remember when i was when i was young um i always wanted to be the first one in line at the gate i didn't want to miss a thing like it, it wasn't enough for me to go to the races every week I didn't want to, I wanted to see the cars when they pulled in the pits. I wanted to see the first car out for practice. I wanted to, you know, that was, that was my thing. And so I, I know your enthusiasm matches that. So I assumed that you would be, uh, first in line on the 19th, uh, about two hours early at the gate um (laughs) but there there maybe maybe we will be i don't know there 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 is a small matter of actually having (laughs) to put these things together first and i know i know you had some issues with you know the motor that you didn't know you had and trying to get you know get um get the get it back in time and all that so um oh yeah certainly uh certainly wish you and everybody else luck uh and safety as you practice over the next couple of weeks and of course you know we'll talk with you again next week i'm sure uh to get the latest updates on what's going on at the fast five eighths of a mile and uh you keep us all updated from the practices next weekend and i'll do my very best to keep everybody updated from Indy. uh so yeah. you and i do our jobs right hopefully everybody will have a feast of uh super modified coverage next weekend anyways between the two situations
3: Definitely. Sounds good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Wish everybody at Indy, you know, all the best. I was going to fly out and have to stay here and, and do my Oswego duties. But either way, looking forward to, to seeing cars on the track and getting things rolling. Well, we're looking forward to all of it. Supermodified's
1: on a racetrack is certainly a reason to smile on a Friday. And with that we uh will let Camden get back to his duties and we will step aside. We will be back with Jody London right after this on Inside Groove. welcome back to inside groove as we uh wrap up the show with uh, uh a young man who has become one hell of a promoter up in new york state and we are so thankful to have jody london doing what he is doing for some of the uh divisions up in new york i say up in new york because as all of you know i'm in north carolina uh jody welcome back uh we've had you on before and i hate that we uh start off this uh, segment and the reason for it mostly is bad news uh, that your sportsman uh, sport mod race is canceled uh, for July 4th and just kind of got caught up in the whole social distancing and all of that kind of stuff mess. Um, Talk a little bit about how that race was shaping up. Talk about, you know, what the interest was the last time we had you on obviously was to announce it and talk about what it was going to be. And, uh, you obviously have had all of the time in between to, you know, put out promotion and do all of that. What, <clears throat> what was the interest I'm curious in the race? What were we looking at for cars and, um, what are the prospects for that race to, to be back on the schedule in 21? Cause I, I stand as certainly one in this audience who would absolutely love to see it.
2: I mean, I appreciate your time giving me, you know, this platform to talk and about, you know, the sportsman modified race, the uh, XMRs, it's now known. Uh, after we talked and we, you know, we made it official that hey, the sport mods are coming back to New York. It, it literally it was like a like a microburst of of energy, and then just all of a sudden the messages the phone calls and everyone was just questioning what's going on and stuff like that and it, it got really big and then that whole time I was working with a sponsor I was actually working with one sponsor the prior year in 2019 he really wanted to sponsor the day of London Memorial but I told him hey I got something in mind it would suit you even better it was alright so I told him and he goes I and he said I'm fully on board and you know he became the title sponsor for the XMR which would which is uh, Doug Rayome at, at uh, DCR Motorsports, a very prominent fabricator at uh, Oswego Speedway. So nice. it was just right up his alley. And um, we started adding money to the purse. And then we got a couple more, another couple more sponsors rolled in, a f- couple more thousand dollars rolled in here and there. And then all of a sudden, we're just sitting there on the computer one night, you know, writing out the payout for the race. And it was going to be $3,000 to win. And I think about... 375 to take the green and 10th play uh fifth place paid a grand for the sport mods and 10th place paid 500. And it was just a, it was just a great payout all the way through, which I know in my lifetime so far that I've been racing sport mods and even still in, you know, still in the core of sport mod world. That's never been a payday that they have ever had. Nothing like that. Right. And, you know, a good. What is, effect just, f- just
1: for comparison. So people, because our audience obviously is mostly super folks. Um, and so they are, as familiar with the sport mods and the purses and all that. How does that compare to a typical sport, sport mod purse?
2: Ours. What it, so a typical, we based it off of another series and we saw, so they, we saw their payouts. Yeah. And we're like, we just want to give something more because it was a standard payout for certain amount of laps in a race. And I said, you want know something? You're they're all these are all extra distance racing. This is all extra laps. Like it was all fifty, you know, from between thirty five to seventy five or a hundred. And I'm like, you want know something? They're not. There wasn't much of a jump. Right. Uh, a regular thirty five lapper was about thirteen or twelve hundred, and then. To win the seventy-five, the seventy-five lapper was um uh, was um was two grand, and I'm like, man, that's kind of you know, for me, it wasn't my you know my forte of like, man, it needs to be bigger. Yeah, it needs to be like it needs to be like psychoville. like it needs <laughs> to be crazy to where people are chomping at the bit, and I'm like, just give them forty laps, pay them three thousand dollars to win, and almost like almost two sets of tires, basically, and, and money-wise, to take the green. Yeah. Which would have been, which will, you know, about 375, you know, 375, you know, a little bit more than, you know, two sets of tires. We, we want to make it to where, you know, it's worth going to the race. Sure. So if, if you lose, you're not out much money.
1: Well, and that's the thing. Like, I've always said that if you, it, it's one thing to pay big money to win, but that only benefits one person, and that's the guy that wins. If you If you put more of your 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 purse at the bottom end then that benefits the guys who don't come in with the big money and and that makes it easier the easier you can make it for somebody to bring their car to the racetrack and compete then you know the more cars you're going to get so if you can if you can say look you know we're giving you the equivalent of or a little more than two sets of tires that's pretty darn good
2: yeah and we and we made a rule that you're only going to allow, be allowed to have three new tires that night so right then and there, we're putting you guys in a box and saying this is what you can't do. Okay, you can't have four. We're 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 immediately taking the money equation, you know, out of the and, picture. You know, we're really putting yeah. you know put restrictions yeah. on it, and then we and then we're only gonna give you forty laps, which is cutting the fuel bill down all the way. So it's like guys, you're gonna you know if you lose, you're not gonna be out much. And right. When I get my butt kicked at the racetrack, it helps me. It makes me sleep a lot better knowing that I'm only out maybe two hundred dollars or a right. hundred dollars exactly maybe five hundred dollars yeah
1: exactly right no that's exactly the right approach i think um yeah. so uh you said you had a ton of interest uh talk about talk about i mean could we have seen what would we have seen in terms of car count i mean um would would we have possibly seen 25 to 30 cars at that show, had we had it, was there that much interest? I think uh, people would be interested in knowing, um, you know, what we would have been looking at had we been able to run the race because obviously that that helps gauge the interest for going
2: forward. So in my, in my promoting style, the way I do things, I love doing the pre-registration because it can give you, it gives me a commitment from a car and a driver knowing that they will be there and I can promote them, which helps, you know, the race in general, and out standing trust in general that you can attach your likeness or right. like, Oh, I want to go see that guy race. Oh, he's going to be there. I'm going to go there. So I said, guys, we're going to, you know, I want, you know, it's not like what will I do for my dad's race, uh, the table memorial. I don't, um, that one's a free registration because I already know, Ninety, the ninety percent of the teams that would be there anyway. So it's very easy for me to go pick them. This one, I was in a very unknown situation. Right, I've never done. I've never done a sport mod race before, so I kind of had to get them in a box and get in committed to a situation. So it's sure. a forty dollars entrance fee. Makes sense. But that forty dollars would have went to your pit pass. So right, it was kind of you know, it was you're just paying for your pit pass. So I ended up starting pre-registration uh, a few weeks ago. And within 24 hours, we had 22 teams wow. that signed up and prepaid for the event. And the very first person, it, and it just pains me to say this, because he's the biggest wet blanket when it comes to racing. and <laughs> he, takes, <laughs> oh he, boy. he takes all the fun out of it for every other driver. <laughs> but the very first person to register for the race was big money, Matt Hirschman. And I, I'm like, oh, wow, this is serious. You know, wow. Matt was the first one, and then all of a sudden with it, within a few hours, we were up to 16. And I'm like, geez. And then, you know, by the next day, you know, we ended up having 22. And I, and I know there were other teams that wanted to register for the event. They just couldn't because they didn't know what the other series were doing. They were waiting for, you know, right? they were, you know, because of the Rona and everything, they were just sitting there saying, Hey, you know, we can't Commit to this because everything else is so you know scheduling wise sure. is so messed up. We don't know what's going on right now, so we got to wait. So, but I can tell you, if now the runa happened and everything was as normal as be, I we could have cleared thirty. I would I would have put I I would have gar- almost guaranteed we would have cleared thirty in a few in a few days.
1: See, that's fantastic because that says a couple of things. I think to um to to the fans that listen to this show. Number one. These guys really want to race at Oswego, so if they're going to come out, come out and race at Oswego, you know, support them and treat them well. Um, you know, because as, look, sometimes supermodified fans can be a little funny about anything that isn't a super Modified. But I think the I think the modified uh, you know shows. I think the super fans, a lot of them, have always enjoyed that. Um, and I think I think the second thing it tells me is that there is a market in the, I will just say, the New York area at this point for the exact type of show you were going to put on for those guys because otherwise you're not getting 30 cars. Um, And and that, I think, the fact that Matt Hirschman would have you know, and, and was the first one to register, which is interesting. And I, and I, for those who are wondering, why did, did he just insult Matt Hirschman? It, it, no, we're not. I understand what you meant, Jody, because what you're saying is, you know, you, you, you have a bunch of guys, traditionally, this is, how do I say this? Politically correct. Um, so it doesn't sound like I'm, I'm disrespecting the guys. This is not, the modified tour it's not the race of champions modifieds it's this class is basically it is a main class for some of the tracks that it runs at because it's it's kind of what's evolved out of you know over the years um but but just to say that these guys don't you know run for big money you know and so they would they they're a little less excited about about running for the money if Matt Hirschman's there, because they know their chances just went down of actually yeah. winning it, and and again, they're all still coming. Um, uh, but th- but you know, it's I get it. It's like just like when Kyle Busch shows up with his late model, it's sort of like, oh gosh, you know, because yeah. no, you just know right, he's man. yeah, you know, he's going to be because he's got the resources and all that. But um, you know, but honestly, I, with the formula that you laid out, I don't know how. I mean, I'm sure Matt. You know, he would have been racing for the win, but I don't think it's a guarantee because you, with with the tire rule and and the situation that you've laid out, I, you know, I I think he certainly could have been challenged, and and I think it'd be a great race, and it's it's just interesting that he was the very first one, and I think what it says about Matt is he just loves to race, and he doesn't care where. Obviously, he wants to race for money, you know, I mean that's that's his deal, but. Um he just loves to go racing, and i I think that 's what 's great, and I love the s k modifieds up in New England because again, I think um you know the the stars in that class, just like I think the stars of 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 the the tracks in new york, those guys are great drivers they 're not running s k s or in in new york's language sport mods just simply because they want to a lot of them are doing it because it 's what they can afford and if you gave them the resources that somebody has that's winning in the modified tour and put him in the and put those guys in the tour, they would run for wins. And I think, you know, if we can ever get the tour going, I think Tyler Ripken is Tyler Ripken is going to show you that because with, with the new car that he got and you know, the equipment and stuff that came with it and, and more, and a little more experience, I think you're going to see just like we've saw, we've seen with Patrick Emmerling that, you know, these guys are just as good as anybody on the tour. The only difference is they just can't, they don't have that, you know, couple hundred thousand dollar budget to, to go compete with, you know, with the full-time teams there.
2: Yeah. it's. I, uh, I know with the sport mods, Matt would be more susceptible to not be as dominant as right. he would be in the tour mod. Right? Yep. Because especially when it comes down to the tires, Matt is, very good at saving his car and not that's right the tires yep with the sportsmen, especially in new york we run on a 1070 tire it just the tire just glazes over very quick and it just it's just a hockey puck so you just go and you go and you just try to you just race as hard as you can there's not really saving i mean you can save your equipment and stuff like that not be too hard on everything and, and ride to the end yep and then make a move but by then, everyone's kind of filtered well, out. I was gonna then.
1: say, especially because Swiggo, that 5 a mile track's a big track for that class of the horsepower and whatever.
2: So, but for a for, but for a forty-lapper, it's go time, and right? I, you know this is gonna be a whole different animal for everyone. So yeah, it, it it the stars were lining up. Un unfortunately, you know. We we found our iceberg and we are the Titanic for twenty twenty. <laughs> well, you know, and and again, I got I got off the boat with the diamond.
1: Though, yeah, <laughs> exactly, uh, and lived to fight another day. Well, the the obviously again for those of you listening, it became a matter of just space. If if the Swiggle can open on July fourth, the reality of having to potentially social distance the pit area. Um, you just can't fit that many cars if you can't use all the available space. And, and that's, that's really what happened here. So, um, you know, surely hope uh, that uh, maybe with another year of, of sort of, it, it's funny because it's, it you know, I kind of look at this, like, you know, for those guys, you know, you get all excited and it's, oh, well, so now you have a whole year to think about what 21 can be, <laughs> and yeah. so maybe we'll get more cars, and it'll be a bigger show, you know.
2: We're, um, we're going to be the biggest build-up to for to
1: right? a <laughs> exactly. year and a half yeah. until,
0: until
2: the I race mean, happens. It's coming, guys. It's, yeah. it's going to happen. It, it will happen. It's, uh, bike truck. It's
1: crazy. Uh, but, you know, we hate that. However... Um, the news isn't all bad for you because you've still got uh, the Dave London Memorial on classic weekend. And, you know, last year, uh, as we talked about the last time that, that you were on last year was, was such a, I think a shock for a lot of Oswego fans who probably don't pay too much attention to the super stocks um, and maybe don't remember, you know, the, the days, which it, I know it wasn't real long ago, but it was long enough ago that a lot of the fans going to Oswego now maybe weren't, you know, weren't going yet. Um, when the street socks were there regularly, I mean, you pulled in 40, what? 45, 47 cars, something like that. 46
2: record breaking. Right in between I won. I won.
1: 46 cars. Um, and it's just like, wow. I mean, um, but, but the, again, same mentality to these drivers. Oswego is Daytona and, you know, this was the biggest race of their year and you wanna go racing there. Um, I have to believe that we're gonna be looking at a similar car count again for classic weekend, right?
2: I so I, I joke about this every every time I do something big. I I have to have a step back. So with that being said, I don't I'm not anticipating because of what everything going on and people either a didn't have the money to have, you know, you have to have everything happen correctly to get a great car count. A lot of times everyone ha- can have all their cars wrecked. Everyone has to have money and every- everything just has to work well. So can we break the record? Possibly can. Will we, will we have less? It's a possibility, but will the race be just as good? You bet. Yeah. Well, I mean, sure. it's, it's, yeah you don't... It ain't going to change. No. I guarantee you we're going to have a heck of a concy for the guys trying to make <laughs> it into the show. Well, that's the so thing. You, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying, oh yeah, we'll have 46 again. No, because that's that's just not how it works. It's just, you know, it's it's monumental that we'll get that if we if we get to 46 or even 40, it'd be it'd be sweet to see. But if you know, if we get ha- mid to high 30s, I'd be very very happy for the situation we've all been put in for this year. So well, that's happy. and that's a good point.
1: And, and, well, and, and look, let's let's face facts here. Mid to high 30s in terms of how the show is run off. Um, and I'm just putting my promoter or race director hat on right now. You you never want to turn away cars, obviously, um, yeah. and 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 you know you don't want to make people think that you don't want them to come. Um, but but f- strictly for, from the the operation standpoint and, and running the show, thirty to thirty five is a little easier to handle. <laughs> um, oh you know, yeah, but Systematic. but um, you know as at now putting my fan hat on. Um, I love me some giant car counts, and that's why you know next week at Indy, it's it's really interesting because it looks like I mean the super modified car count out there next week looks to be looks to be twenty or above, twenty to twenty five, which is would be great for a traveling super modified show. But the, like I said earlier, the Midwest Compact Series is you know pushing sixty, um, and the the even the must see racing sprint car field right now is over 30 and they're saying that that could approach 40 which Jeez. is incredible and here is the deal the promoter out there says you know what if i get 40 sprint cars i'm starting them all and i'm going oh dear god in heaven <laughs> like here we go fast and
2: scary fast and scary it's,
1: but it's a three quarter mile track and and it's been it's very wide um but yeah he he's um you know he's he's brave uh but it's it's really it's interesting. You know, like I said, if you get if you can get if you can average 30 plus cars for your your shows, I mean, you're doing great in today's world. Um today's motorsports well, landscape. I
2: can, so. I can tell you this. So, I was going to hold off and I w- I was going to tell you but since we're here, why not? That's I'm talking. To you, why not? hang on. Let Uh-oh, me do yeah. the. Chip. Oh, spoiler
1: let me, alert. Let me make. Spoiler uh, alert. Yeah, Jacob Seelman, who's my my co-host for the Thursday Motorsports Madness Show. Jacob, Jacob loves it when he hears me imitate him doing his breaking news sounder. So here we go. Breaking news. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so
2: I can tell you this <laughs> that uh, this year, even though it says 2000 for the Dave London Memorial the Midstate Basement Authorities Dave London Memorial New York Superstock Race. Even though it says two thousand dollars to win and350 tick to Green just found out last night that there will be another fifteen hundred dollar increase coming its way, so we have not figured out where we're putting it in the purse, but the payout for the race is going to be even bigger and that, and it's going to be the biggest payout I've ever done for the DLM. Wow. So. It's a, uh, it's, it's pretty hefty. I said, I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, I made true. sure I made sure with my sponsors, I'm like, you sure about this? And I'm like, yeah, we're, we're totally down for it. I'm like, I'm, all right. So that's not going to hurt. So there's going to be another increase in, in the payout, which is
1: big. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, congratulations, Jody. And, that payout,
2: that payout would actually, will probably trump the sport mod payout if, if you can believe it or not. So <laughs> incredible.
1: Wow. Well, yeah. and that won't hurt your efforts to keep the car count in the 40s, uh, <laughs> you know, because
2: and that's always a scary part with, you know. um, with promoting. So my first, the first year I ever got 40 cars for dad's race, it was only a thousand dollars to win wow. and a thousand to take the green and you had 40 cars show up the next year. It was $2,000 to win and three fifty to take the green. And there was 45 cars. So I only gained five cars. For the extra sixteen thousand we brought in, well, and then the following year was thirty-five cars for two grand to win and two hundred to take the group. So it just—I don't think it's the money, but I, I'm starting to feel that Dad's race has a shine to it. And I I think the glory of it is starting to take over. Well, the money, I see. I which agree. Is a, which is a cool thing to. Have.
1: It is, and that that's always because that's your baby. I mean, let's let's be real here. That's 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 like your kid, and you want your kid. To yeah. be. You want everybody to like your kid, and you want everybody to be happy with your kid. You want to, you know. I mean, yeah. it's it, but but the um I think the other piece is I I do think uh, Oswego has a certain and especially on classic weekend. I mean that is. That's as big a stage as there is in Northeast short track racing, um, in my opinion. Uh and it's also you can say, well, the race of champions, or well, you know, Thompson World Series or and and I'm in 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 terms of sort of like crowd or whatever being in with the other stock car divisions, that may be true. But the reason I think that everybody Loves the Swiggo on Classic Weekend is because it's a neutral track, number one, so nobody technically... Nobody comes in with home track advantage, and you know you can sure. you can throw a super modified driver or two in the street stock, I suppose, but that's not unless they unless they've driven street stocks prior. they isn't going to you know give them any advantage. Um, so that's listen,
2: what I'm trying on that deal. I'm trying so hard.
1: <laughs> oh, that. Would, <laughs> well, that would be interesting, actually. Um, it would be it really. Would but be. I mean, I think I, I I just think that it's the perfect um, stage. It's a giant, you know, it's a big stage, and there's a lot of people, and it's. You know, it's it's a great atmosphere, and um, you know, obviously the professionalism with which uh, the track is run, and all of the the publicity, and all of that stuff that goes along with it. Um, you know, and it's uh, it's it to me um, when I, when I heard that that it was coming last year, uh, I said, you know what, perfect, um, perfect place for him, perfect time for him, um, and you know, it, it. I thought it went really well, and I know that um, you know you guys in the speedway have. have have talked and we'll continue to about, well, what can we do to make it even better this year? And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, I'm sure it's going to be a great show and hopefully, um, praise the Lord, uh, by the time classic weekend rolls around, um, you know, and, and as we, we talked about with cam and cam said right now, nothing, uh, there's been no talk of altering anything for classic weekend because a, it's too far away still. And B, um it just doesn't look right now like the scenario is lining up to have to do that um yeah. so you know the second time is always better than the first because you've done it once now you kind of know what to expect so you fix the little things that you think you can and just go back and do out consistency and do it again so um I'm, it's
2: like terminator 2 judgment day it just it's so much better than the first one uh well yeah <laughs> i mean I, <laughs> I, that's an
1: interesting. Oh, are, are you
0: are you telling me you did not like the second
2: one? Well,
1: no, no. I was thinking more just in general that some of the franchise. I thought I, I'm not sure that was that that specific comparison may be okay. But when we got to Rocky five and six, I started to lose interest. Um, you know, I mean, you you. So all I'm saying is it doesn't follow that every one of those movies that you do, if if you could, if if the actors didn't get older. I mean, I'm waiting for you know what what would this be like Rocky nine and and I'm waiting for the the wheelchair fight, you know. Uh I mean it it's it's like guys giving up there's a reason why nobody
2: remembers smoking the
1: bandit first. <laughs> yeah, and I actually thought that was that was I thought that was a really good movie, but you know, again, you get to a point sometimes where you can only repeat the same shticks so many times and then it's like it's over. Um and when you make Jerry Correct. re Jerry Reed the Bandit Um, and it wasn't that he wasn't a good bandit, but it was just weird. And it was just like, okay, do we need to make this movie? And I'm thankful that they kind of just stopped after that and said, that's it. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's fun stuff. And, and you've, you've really done a great job, Jody. It takes, I know it takes so much work to, to promote a, a quality show and put on a show like, like you, you did last year in the, in the teams, um, Deserve an awful lot of credit for coming out and and supporting it and and you know and I get uh, lucky
2: that we work with you know we're uh, dad's race we get to work with the New York State Super Series right yeah they they you know I I basically bring them the mess and then they they, <laughs> they, they deal they deal with it and that's that's how it is I, I do the the work all the way until that day then then when that day happens I get you know just to watch them have panic attacks all day because I'm stressing them out because of all the cars that come so well. They, they do a lot well and that's the case and it takes a team
1: uh oh, yeah. you can't, it, by yourself, it is definitely you know. a team effort yeah and uh it was great you know as a as somebody who's been going to oswego since 1973 it was great to to be a part of that and and uh awesome to see something new on classic weekend and um you know this year we got you coming back of course which is great and the compacts coming in which is also great I don't know that we're going to draw the same 60 of them that are uh, 50 high, you know, whatever of them that uh, Indy's going to draw. But even again, if you draw half that, you got a nice show. And um, I just like seeing different things. And on that weekend, it's uh, it's just fun to watch some different cars go around the track and, and see how it works out. So um, what else do we need to know about? I mean, we 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 know that uh, you're on the schedule f- at some point for 21, right for the modified show, you've been asked back, uh, correct for the Sportmont show. Um, so, what do we need to know right now about the uh, about the, the the London Memorial race that we haven't covered already?
2: Oh, that oh god, nothing. Yeah, not not as much right now. I mean, it's kind of you know, kind of it's simmered. I mean, right now uh, for the ma- main information, I mean. We know that there's going to be a B main because even you know with their weekly tour NYSs is pulling enough cars to where they're having to run consi so yeah and this race brings the extra one so you know we'll have a we'll have a packed consi it'll be five uh, five hundred to win consi you know but you know the top the top few cars get a choice you want the five hundred or do you want to start the race so you still got that option we got you know we got so much money in the A main with thirty cars taking the green and it's just you know. It's gonna be pretty impressive because everyone's chomping at the bit and after last year the ending of last year. Oh, that Everyone was so helped. good. Yeah. And the ending and the the chaos that ensued that, you know, people are you know, there's gonna be a lot of uh, people that want redemptions for last for last year, so it's it's gonna be quite impressive to see what happens. And um I know NYSS uh, their first race is coming out uh July eleventh at uh, uh Canam? uh not uh Evans Mills. So I'll be there for you know to help promote. Sure. You know, help promote. You know, not just you know their their series, but also help promote you know the DLM at Oswego Speedway. It's just you know you gotta you gotta keep going here. We're 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 kind of behind the eight ball. I'm promoting right now, so you know you gotta you gotta figure out new ways to keep everyone in- entertained. Well, that's what I was saying
1: to to Cam. It's it's kind of weird because um you know at Oswego we we have commitment cars which you know they 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 spend extra money to be um a commitment car and and uh you know it means they're committed to running the entire season and all the point shows and you know cam was reading the entry lists that he's the the people that have registered already and some of them were commitment cars and some not and i was i was remarking that as little of the season as we actually have left, pretty much, even everybody that said they were going to only run part time is going to end up being at every show by default because there aren't going to be that many
2: shows. Um, yeah. it's just a strange Right now strange you're going to have year. about less than half a. You're going to have yeah. about half a season. Yeah, last, considering you know whatever weather whatever the weather does. Well
1: yeah, I mean if you if you start on July 4th and don't rain anything out, you get maybe eight shows or so, seven eight shows, that's about all you get. And yeah. and uh it, it's just it it's just a weird um I think everybody's having a little trouble kind of getting in rhythm for this because it's such a condensed season and you know it feels like opening day and yet it's the 4th of July or whatever, right? And and so it's it's just a whole different dynamic, and if you're if you're going to have a a points championship, you can't afford a bad race because if you have a bad race, you know it's like we were talking about with the modified tour. They haven't, you know, they obviously haven't run a race yet. Um, they're looking at maybe six to eight races, and that's about all they're going to get. Um, and if if you you know if you have 17 shows like we're scheduled, and you have a bad race, you got 16 more to make it up. If you go down to six or seven shows and you have a bad show, you're you're out of the points. I mean, you're not yeah, winning the too, championship. Two
2: bad races and you're done. Which changes the
1: the driving approach, right? Because you're you're yeah. you know what I mean. Like the the aggression level, the you know every race is way more important when there's only half of them total. And so, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see as these tracks get opened up how the racing is compared to maybe what it would have been had you had, you know, I mean, a Swiggo, I know, you know, isn't, um, the biggest season on the planet, but, um, you know, it's still going to matter. So it's, it's going to be really interesting to it's a whole different kind of season. There's a different feel to it, a different, uh, dynamic to it that we aren't used to. Um, you know, in a show like yours on classic weekend, if you're, you know, uh, if you're only going to run again, you're only running, you know seven, eight times, and I guess some of those guys could probably run a couple nights a week if if maybe uh, is there is there even that setup anymore? I mean we've lost so many tracks. Can you actually run say a street stock two nights
2: a week in New York? How do you do that mm, not not well not definitely not this season yeah definitely okay not this year. Okay. not the way not so the the worst part is that we haven't you know discussed a, like that we haven't even talked about was you know there was an option for me to maybe try some other date but i you know i was right off the bat and i told him i want one date and one date only that's july 4th because all right nothing nothing happens on july 4th everyone's off there's your big race and stuff like that so now now with all the rona and all you know the situations that we're dealing with people are going to be piling on at the end so no race is going to stick out saying you know that's the race to go to now it's just going to be another race to get in For the year, which is fine. You have to get all your big races in. You got to make the money to keep the tracks open. It's fine. It's you know I have no problem with it. But my my deal was I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put myself in that situation because it was. But 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 I guess what
1: I was asking is: Are aren't all the tracks that are pavement? Aren't all the tracks what? Aren't um. Are, do, not, do all the tracks that are left not run on Saturday nights? Is there any track that runs an alternate night besides Saturday, where a street stock or a uh, sport mod could run twice?
2: Shimon, Shimon, they run Friday? Okay, but I know that the, everyone's making updates, so you could. You're, it's very, it's beyond possible right now for tracks to do two nights a week now. Yeah, just to try to make, just try to make up it, and fans are at. Fans are agitated to get outside and want yeah. to go see their yeah. So you could see him so doing a double. Yeah, it can it can yeah. work. Yeah, you can see it happening. So it it's just going to be a you know a dog pile on racing. You know that's like right now with dirt dirt's being so successful up here because they you know oh my god we're getting record breaking car console. Yeah, yeah. You got, you got no one else to go against. You know. You know they'll still have a lot of cars. Even you know even when they do, but it's not going to be like the record breaking you no. Know, well, that's going on because no one else is running right now, so your only choice is them. Well, that's right, and that's that's the
1: thing. And of course, you got a couple. You've got some tracks that you know will try racing without fans, I suppose, uh, at some point, maybe, or you know, in a couple that probably won't because they they can't because they're only going to have half a year. There'll probably a couple tracks that won't even open t- this year. So those cars, if that happens, those cars will go somewhere. Um, so, you know, it, it does become, I guess it benefits some in some ways and, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, you know, others n- n- not, but, um, I just wondered if there were any, cause I know obviously in the past you've had Spencer on Fridays and, um, Evans Mills used to be Sundays at one point. Um, and, and so some of the tracks like Shemung has been back and forth over the years. Um, when yeah. I was there, we were Saturdays. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it, it just depends on you know, the situation. So it is interesting. I think you're uh, I think you're in for a, a, a another great Dave London Memorial. And I know we're all excited about it and and looking forward to covering it, um, you know, as much as we can here on this show. And, you know, hate what happened with the modified show. But at least we know now that there is interest. And in, I think, um, you know, I think next year, uh you know hopefully we'll be just as big or bigger for you know for having now known what's you know what what uh what to expect
2: definitely definitely
1: all right, Jody, we appreciate it as always, and uh we look forward to talking to you as we get closer to uh classic weekend and and hearing more updates on what's going on for your show then
2: oh yeah, definitely man i appreciate appreciate your time appreciate you having me on here Of course, you know I just miss you so much. Well, gee, thanks. I mean, I just appreciate just missed it. the days of yesterday when we didn't have any social distancing. Yeah, really.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, hopefully those days are coming back soon here. So, uh, yes. that is um, that is Jody
2: London. We appreciate Jody being a a part of the show and. Uh, Hi, Grandma.
0: Can you come over for dinner? Sure. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma? If anyone ever does, I want you to say, no, I have too much respect for my family, and I don't want to get in trouble. I promise, Grandma. They really do hear you. For tips on what to say, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
1: This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station.
0: Hi, Grandma. Can you come over for dinner? Sure. I've been meaning to ask you, what
2: would happen if someone offered you a drink?
0: Grandma? If anyone ever does, I want you to say, no, I have too much respect for my family, and I don't want to get in trouble. I promise, Grandma. They really do hear you. For tips on what to say, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
1: This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. Before we uh, close this show, I wanted to mention one thing I had uh, brought up in the open, the fact that uh, I was going to try to check with Jimmy Folito on the status of the old timers reunion for the season, given all of the uh, circumstances surrounding the virus and travel and all of that uh, stuff. And I did send a text to Jimmy while we were putting the show together here today. And I just got a text back from him in time to do this uh, final segment here. So um, here is what Jim had to say. Regarding the old-timers reunion for 2020, Jim Furlito said, we are just waiting for a few things to happen. If the Speedway is racing with fans, we definitely will have it the only thing, the only other thing that would possibly prevent it would be if the Can-Am border, the Canadian-American border, re- remains closed. Uh, the bowling alley, obviously another factor, uh, but um, it it seems like the intent right now is to try to find a way to hold it. So the best I can tell you for right now, and this is per event organizer Jim Folito, The old timers reunion is still on until otherwise um, directed, I guess, (laughs) Uh, which is kind of good news. uh, But obviously, there are a number of factors there. Uh, Jimmy points out the Canadian-American border. I mentioned this in the segment with Camden that, you know, a lot of Canadian drivers uh, take part and um, Canadian folks come in for that. So that certainly is a complication depending on what happens with the border situation also complicating it would be um if the speedway cannot race with fans i do believe by the beginning of august it looks like that's gonna not going to be an issue but the last part of it as far as the bowling alley goes again this is going to be uh an issue of potential social distancing or whatever the situation so We don't really know, I guess, uh, but as of right now, it's still on. Until otherwise noted, Old Timers Reunion, still on for this year. So uh, we'll plan on that until Jim tells us otherwise. But uh, what a show, man. I'm just so thankful to be able to do this every week. And uh, thank you again to uh, the sponsors that make it possible. Uh, Of course, Jeff West and the folks at uh, IPC Indy. Uh, Sean Cathcart and his staff at uh, Skip's Fish Fry, Fry, please, if you're in Oswego, do go and eat at Skip's. Support the businesses that support motorsports. Please eat at Skip's. If you're going to have fish in Oswego, we suggest that you go there. uh, And it's the best in town anyway, so why not? Um, And they also have the concession at the track, of course. So if you're at the track, please uh, support Skip's. And also, um, I want to say a special thank you, too, to uh, Camden Proud, because uh, that was Cam- Camden, uh, Camden works hard to put together his notes for these shows when he comes on, and sometimes uh, the reason he doesn't come on is because there just isn't much to say. There isn't really any news. Um, so appreciate Camden's help with everything. Um, okay, that's it. We're done. We're out of here. Checkered uh, Flag is out on this show. We will have a show next week uh of some sort i don't know what the show will look like yet but it will be out on friday night just as normal um i'm gonna need to have it all assembled by the end of the day thursday because i fly out friday morning to indy for the indy summer nationals and i just want to remind all of you one more time please don't put this off please if you're going to sponsor a lap and again, the forms form is uh, on the inside group page. Just scroll down until you see the uh, post about it. It's there. Um, the email is in my my latest post about it. But it's uh, R E V like Victor S Revs Racing ninety nine at gmail.com, I believe is it. Um, so, uh, but whatever email I've got there on my <laughs> on the page, that's the one to go with um so just uh scroll down a little bit till you see the latest post on uh the lap sponsorships if you can if you can get it done this weekend uh if 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 that's possible for you and if you're led feel led to do it we would appreciate it we'd like to fill that lap board because um that's going to give a little bit more money to the purse um none of it goes to me none of it goes to the promoter none of it goes to the track none of it goes anywhere except straight into the purse and the email you're sending it to is mike moore who is producing um the show and uh mike has asked me to uh, help with this and um and kind of put my name on it so it's the inside group podcast lap sponsorship board uh for the indie summer nationals super modified event we got 30 laps to work with so please folks um, take some time and get it in and, uh, and help us out here. We, uh, we definitely want to make sure that the drivers get, uh, as much money as possible to run for. We know it's, uh, you know, times are tough for everybody. So, uh, if you can, and if you feel led to, um, please get those in as soon as possible. So, uh, Mike can make sure he gets, uh, your copy and everything situated on your lap uh, of course, laps are first come, first serve. So the sooner you get yours in, the sooner you get the choice of uh, what lap you want. So with that, we will close the show. I will look forward to talking to you again next week. We will talk about the 1976 Port City. Um, we will have Cam on for an update on whatever uh, he can tell us at that point about Oswego. Hopefully uh, some definitive news at that point. And, of course, we'll uh, kind of button up the upcoming show next weekend at um Lucas Oil Raceway, formerly known as Indianapolis Raceway Park, um, for the Super Modifieds as well. So for Camden Proud and for all of our sponsors, I'm Tom Baker. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a safe weekend and week next week, and we'll uh, talk to you on the Bob Garvey episode, episode 49 of... (laughs) inside groove you can tell i'm a 70s kid talk to you
0: you've been listening to inside groove powered by ipc indy creating performance parts and solutions for the automotive aerospace and communications industries find them on the web at www.ipcindy.com inside groove is a race chaser media production